0: As entrepreneurs, we wanna make a difference. We wanna get out there and really stand out in a very crowded field, no matter what field we're in. And one of the best ways to do it is be an author, to share your ideas and frame the discussion. Well, I've got a special treat for you today. I have one of the best-selling authors ever here who's gonna help us be successful in achieving our goals with a great tool if you've ever thought about writing a book and even if you haven't thought about it, you should be listening to this because if you want to make a difference it's one of the greatest tools out there I'm John Bowen founder of AES Nation and I have with us the one and only three times number one best-selling New York Times author who is an amazing individual Tucker Max and he is going to share with us some of the insights that ha- he's really learned along the journey to help his fellow entrepreneurs take off. Stay tuned.
1: Ordinary success? No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs.
0: Dig deep, think bold, drive hard, watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESnation.com. I am so excited. Have you here with us today to share your brilliance because uh, you are a remarkable guy. I mean Malcolm Gladwell, Michael Lewis, and you are the only ones to have at the same time on the New York Times not in the top list number one bestsellers, three books. I mean that's that's pretty amazing. So thank you first of all for just joining us. Thank, listen, thank you for having me. Well you know you and I've got to meet at some uh, mastermind groups. Uh, we're just getting back from Joe Polish's Genius. Network and we were at Mastermind's talk before that, and everybody wants to know, you know, how you're doing all of this, and you know, you've been a great author, you know, really, you know, created a, a whole vernacular. I forgot the term they used to define
1: the Frantire, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, genre. I mean, you get credit for that, and all my writing friends have said that you are the guy on it. But what was really interesting was what you're doing now, where. You've taken all those lessons to help fellow entrepreneurs write books. And I just know I'm going to say one of the books I wrote that only sold 6,000 copies with uh, somebody who read it uh, paid me $25 million for a business. So I am really and he wouldn't have known who I was without that book. So I love books. Okay. I love books. I had two partners, so I had a share of the money, but it was still well worth writing that book. And I've used books over and over again. You know, How did you get to this point? I mean, kind of best-selling author to, I, I, quite honestly, I don't know anybody anywhere near your caliber that's helping other entrepreneurs. So, I mean, you know, how did you get to where you are and why are you now you know, focused on helping fellow entrepreneurs?
1: Yeah. So uh, on, uh, the, the honest answer is I totally stumbled into writing i um i went to undergrad at the university of chicago for econ and then i went to law school at duke and the idea two kind of good
0: schools along the way too uh, yeah they're okay yeah Uh, Yeah,
1: i'm not a it's funny i'm not a duke fan i'm from kentucky so i Duke basketball (laughs) and everyone like talks smack to me about duke basketball i'm like i hate them too i'm let's see i'm more a
0: financial guy so you i'm a free market guy so i've had all kinds of people from the university of chicago on my mutual fund board a company i've had and had a few of them won the Nobel prize in economics. So I've always thought it was a decent school.
1: Dude, I had four Nobel laureate professors. Uh, so yeah. I, I, I took Becker's class, I took Fogel's class, I took Lucas's class, and I got to audit Ronald Coase's class. Like that's how old I am, I was there when Coase
0: no, That's was a, It's amazing, and so with this great foundation you have, you know,
1: you, you get out of school and what happens? So uh, I essentially got fired from my first law job three weeks into it, and it was 100% my fault. Uh, And then I went to work for my father. Uh, He owns some uh, restaurants in South Florida, and then he fired me from the family business. And that was less my fault, but still kind of my fault. And so uh, uh, the whole time, uh, I was writing emails to my friends, uh, who we all graduated from law school, and we all went to different cities about like the funny things I would do or whatever, uh, and my friends are like, look, dude, you're not so good at the things you trained for, like law and business, <laughs> but these emails you're writing are the funniest things we've ever seen. You should get these published, and so I tried to get published, and of course, I got no traction, and so I put every, all my stories up on a website, the stories that became the books that sold millions of copies, and um, put them up for free, and this is, bef- this is like before MySpace or Facebook. And then they just kind of like it was one of those things they just kind of blew up and, uh, and then the publishers came back and, and wanted book deals and so I kind of learned the business of writing before um, uh, like the skill of writing or I guess it was an okay storyteller, uh, but like my, I kind of had to learn the business, both the internet business and marketing and I had to learn all this stuff from the outside. And um, I, I, I ran with it because people liked my stories and then the books, I did a, a one book and it sold and then it started selling and selling and selling. Did
0: you pitch, you know, where well, you've got the, the blog going, you got all these stories and everything going, Tucker, did you then, did they the publishers seek you out? Because, I mean, really, when you have distribution and you, you have the market feedback, they're a little quicker to have a good conversation with
1: yeah. you. Well, they are now i i was doing this in o2 before they really understood the internet that was back okay. when no one legitimate was putting up free anything or it paid anything on the internet like uh that was before the word blog really existed and so um what happened was actually i wrote a story and this girl sued me and i ended up winning the case because everything i wrote in the story was true and it, it was the first time that prior restraint had ever been used uh, on something on the internet so it was this huge legal case front page of new york times And it ended up blowing up my site. And so I got all this traffic and all this stuff for months. And so then after that, the publishers came back when they saw I had this huge following. Um, Because, you know, at the end of the day, they are in business to make money. And they knew they would sell books. So, And then from there, man, it just kind of took off. And I just learned the business. And I realized that was... My job was now a writer. My job was to write these stories down that people liked reading.
0: And so, Tucker, one of the things that happens on all this is typically, you know, I've got a number of friends in the group we were with. There's a number of other guys I'm uh, thinking of David Bach, who is right. in financial service. David has now, I think, done nine books uh, and has been very successful doing that. And. He's always looking to that next one, the next one, next one. And he's really making a difference, sharing his insights with the mass affluent and huge. You've, you've got, I mean, you've gone into a number of different directions. I know you've got a number of businesses. But the one I, I want to talk about today is, you know, helping your fellow entrepreneurs. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, you know, I know if sometimes one hit wonders. I did one book. And kind of unique, and then they go in coaching. But I've never seen anybody that's reached your level of success, and then you know wants to do it. What's the motivation to help you know entrepreneurs here do this?
1: Yeah, you know, part of it is uh, selfish, and part of it is sort of. Um, I think I don't want to say altruistic, but you know, you reach a point in your life where you realize that it's not about you. You know, when you're in your twenties, you think everything's about you, and in your thirties, you think ah eh, maybe just part of it. And then you hit your 40s and you're like, none of it is. Um, and so I, I finally getting that mature place, I think. And so uh, it, it's partly that. And it's also like, um, it was really hard for me starting off as a writer, especially coming from a, a non-traditional place and doing it in a way that was very untraditional. And, um, and it didn't have to be like that, you know? And so like essentially I had to, I told great stories, but I had to learn how to become a writer in order to tell those stories. And I realized it's kind of funny. Someone asked me this about a month now, six months ago. If you started today, how would you start? And their question was like, what strategies would you use as a writer? And I told them I actually wouldn't have been a writer. I would have ended up being like one of those YouTube celebrities who has like millions of sort of followers, but no one like really pays attention to outside of YouTube because it's so much easier to get content out that way. And um, that was actually about a year and a half ago. And that was right as I was starting Book in a Box. And so like that's sort of the I think the 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 impetus for me is I guess like it is for anybody when you go through a really hard struggle and you realize that you find the solution and you realize. Uh, it doesn't have to be as hard as it was for me i can make it easier for the people that came after me you know it's sort of like i'm at the top floor i'm going to send the elevator down now um i think that's and the the
0: elevator doesn't go straight up either (laughs) you (laughs) learn a lot of lessons along the way here (laughs) yeah. yeah and so i think it's more climbing the mountain type but you know what i want to go to Tucker, that i think is so important um you know, I, I said, well, geez, it's helped me sell businesses. It, you know, I we produce probably on average six kind of uh, e-books, four to six each year for sure. And then uh, usually about every 18 months we write more of a traditional book. And I, I'll tell you, it's just changed my my businesses when I had investment businesses. You know, every business I've always done it. But, you know, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are going to, you know, uh, Tucker's done it. John's done it why would i write a book i mean you know i've got i've got some stories to tell i've got some lessons to share but why would a fellow entrepreneur want to write a book tucker
1: well there's one person who should not write a book and it's the type of person who has too many clients and too much business and uh there are some businesses that have that problem Mm -hmm. but for the most part if you're in business you can never have enough clients and enough attention and enough sort of inbound um, sort of uh, uh, traffic, right? And I, I don't know, there are other ways to get attention and clients and, and and things like that, but I don't know of a better way and a way that has higher ROI relative to time spent in a book.
0: And you, know, and you can repurpose it in so many different directions, we can get into that, but I mean, this, this is so powerful. Let, let's go to the next step though that, yeah, okay, I realize if I have a book, you know, I can be, go out and give speeches, I can do TV, I can do podcasts, I can do all these different things. I can attract you know, a steady stream of new clients to me. You know, let's go to the, okay, great, made that decision to do a book. How do I have, you know, I mean, what do I actually, I always use a different term than you do on this and see what you think of it. You know, I count myself as an author. And then I have writers working with me, so it's always how do you author the book? I mean, what should the book story be? And because almost as you know well, almost no nonfiction book, at least that I know of, is written solely by the name on the book. There's usually a huge team behind them to make it work. But how, how do they how do they come up with the idea? You know you know that focus because it's one thing to say you want to do it and it's another to actually do it and you got to have that idea.
1: Right, so uh, so in my company, we have a very specific process that we walk people through, and uh, most people start uh, with what they think the book idea is, but that's actually the last kind of where you finish. What you should start with is what goal do you want to accomplish with this book? Like what result are you looking for? If you want, if you're a financial advisor and you want clients, that's a result. If you want to be a speaker, that's a result. If you want to drive leads to your software business, I mean, there's a million specific results, but saying things like, oh, I, you know, I want to sell a million copies, that's not a result. First of all, it's not realistic and, uh, uh, for most people. And it's not really a result. It's something you hope for if you write a great book that is applicable to millions of people. It's not a specific sort of thing you're looking for. So you want to be as specific and realistic as possible. I want to, you know, drive leads to this course or whatever. And then from there, you need once you have a very specific goal or result, then you need to look at um, what audience do, do I have to reach in order to hit that result. So for example. If you're a financial advisor and you want clients, your audience are people who are looking for financial advisors or people who who should be looking for financial advisors. That's a clear audience. And then the next step is to understand what wisdom or knowledge is in my head that is valuable to that audience. So if you're a financial advisor, you want more clients, Uh, let's say even be more specific, high net worth individuals then you say, okay, what do I know that's very valuable to high net worth individuals? And the answer is going to be different for different people. Some, you know, as you know, probably better than anybody, financial advisors can specialize in a lot of different things. And so uh, depending on what you specialize, that answer will be different. Or depending on what your result is, if you want to be a speaker, then your audience are the people who go to the conferences. So then that's, that's actually what your book should be about. And it should be very narrow, especially if you're in business or entrepreneurship, because very few people are qualified to write like a really broad book, like, you know, The Secrets to Business or some nonsense like broad book. I mean, maybe uh, Steve Jobs or Jack Welch can write that, but most, most entrepreneurs can't. But what they can write is something very narrow and specific that they have nailed and done again and again that they know really well, because that's gonna be very valuable to the audience they're trying to reach to hit the result they want. Right? Yeah, and, I, and so then that drives Well, and I difference. think
0: what's so powerful on this is if you get clarity, I mean, one of the things that I really love, Tucker, that you're talking about is getting clarity on the goals first. And so many of our fellow entrepreneurs, you know, you're listening to this. You're an entrepreneur. You're having success. And, you know, to the extent that you're now in a position to scale up, attracting the right clients is so powerful. And, you know, one of the I'm going to hold up uh, Josh Turner's book. I I didn't realize until I read your book. No, I know. I thought it was a really good book and I know Josh. And uh, maybe tell a little background of why Josh uh,
1: reached out to you. So, Josh is one of the most successful LinkedIn coaches. Like he, uh, to sort of summarize, he basically teaches people how to network on LinkedIn, how to utilize LinkedIn for your business and your career and all this sort of stuff. Because it's actually, you would think LinkedIn would make it easy, but it's not, it's this weirdly convoluted sort of system. And so, Josh Haddle has a great course that teaches this, and he has a a few specific ways he has to advertise, but he wanted to not just drive traffic to his course and his firm, he has a firm that helps consults with this, He also uh, wanted to establish himself as an authority on LinkedIn and as the credible source. Because there are a lot of people who say that they're LinkedIn experts, but not many people probably really are once you examine it. So what Josh did is he put everything or just about everything he understands about LinkedIn into this book Connect. And it showed the world, oh wow, this guy really does know what he's talking about and he is really, really good at this. And so what happens is, it's actually a great filter too for clients, because the people who couldn't afford his consulting services um, either go buy his course or go look at his free stuff, right? So he gets those, he captures those people, and then the people who he, um, who can afford him, you know you know as well as I do, if your time is very valuable, you read a book to find the expert, not to do it yourself, because you don't want to do it yourself, you want to go pay the expert to go do it for you. Uh, and so, he's seen his consulting business go through the roof and his course business go through the roof because he kind of establishes credibility and his authority and he got a bunch of attention off the book.
0: And the book is uh, Connect, let me put it up on screen, The Secret LinkedIn Playbook to Generate Leads, Build Relationships and Dramatically Increase Your Sales. And on the cover it says it's a wall street journal bestseller which yeah. you know a lot of these books uh you know that are written like this aren't usually you know they're not expecting they're going to have that kind of success so you no know, i know josh was really happy with it so i mean you know he was clear on the goals he who he wanted you know whatever business you have i mean it's clear you know get clarity on who you want to attract because this is this is one of the best tools out there to do that and establish credibility yeah, just Tucker. One thing to just talk about. You talk about in the book, and you know this really well. And but I mean, you know, everybody has this desire to go to a mainstream publisher at least once in their life mm-hmm. and get a book deal. And right. and you know, the economics have changed so much. But maybe touch on that for nonfiction
1: books. So for nonfiction, there, I won't say there's no reason to get a, new, uh, a, a traditional book deal. There's, Well, first off, understand that it's really hard to get a traditional book deal. The only people that they're really taking now are people who already have big, established platforms and audiences. Because the essentially what the New York publishers are doing is they're using people, people like you, John, who have your own audiences. They're, they're trying to get you to sell into your audience for them. And what's funny is the people with big audiences are the least likely to do that. You're just going to do it uh, yourself.
0: Well, and I get once a month I get the call, or you know course, somebody's following through, and and I go, you know, and I'll, if they actually write it really well, I'm always find it interesting. I say just, you know, and we get to the point of okay, you know, this is my audience, and da 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 da, and tell me why I should do it with you because I self publish everything, and they, right. and uh, we'll get back to you type thing
1: exactly and they
0: don't have an answer <laughs> and unless you're doing a net you're, you're going around the world trying to get it. it it you know really in a narrow niche you want to control the process all that so okay so I, I you know we've got people there there's so many different ways it's going to generate all these new clients you're going to get all kinds of authority out there and it, it is you know I've got a whole series of, I'm going to grab Josh's but I mean it's one of the best fancy business cards I mean it's more than that I don't want to downplay, but I mean, it's amazing establishing the relationships. I went out and we were doing a series of uh, buying companies. I, was, uh, I sold my company, I stayed on a CEO of the US division of a Canadian firm. And the, the CEO was traveling with me and he had one of the wheeler bags and we're going into meetings. I'm going, yeah, he's a young athletic guy. He's younger than I was. And I go, Marty, why are you doing that? He goes, I got it full of all your books. I had three books out at the time and he was giving them to everybody that we're trying to buy their businesses. And I mean, we're tens of millions and in a couple of cases, hundreds of millions of dollars, a business that we bought, 28 businesses. And every one of those guys has my books. And that was establishing the credibility. So it's not it's not vain. I mean, I didn't even think of it for that purpose. And it's just so many different things happen out of this. Uh, Tucker.
1: The way we like to explain it is that it's a multi-purpose marketing tool and a multi-purpose credential. You know, sort of like the way a university degree is a credential or membership in some organization is a credential. A book is a very high status credential, especially if it's a good book, especially if you know what you're talking about and you write some some angle, even if it's relatively niche, people are going to look at it, even if they don't read the book, even if they just read the description and look and say, oh, wow. I've never seen a book on this. This uh, you know, has a bunch of reviews. My, uh, it's reviews by people I've heard of. Or uh, you know, you look at, um, uh, oh yeah, my buddy read this. He said it totally changed his company or whatever. I mean, that's why we wrote a book about uh, our process for our business. People were like, but aren't you afraid to giving away your secrets? It's like, no. <laughs> like, yeah. if, if you want to do this yourself, that's fine. You're not a good client for us. The best clients for us are the people whose time is too valuable to spend working on a book. So they want to use us to accelerate the process. Let's dive in, Tucker. Why don't
0: you give me kind of a
1: high level of
0: what the process is step-by-step step for, you know, whether they're working with you or doing it on their own. You know, how, how would a, a fellow entrepreneur do this?
1: Right, so the process is the same. We, we explain our, our book uh, and then our, we use the same process with our clients, but basically what we do is we do, the, what I walked you, uh, your, your listeners through before, we do what we call positioning and outlining. So we figure out what your goal is, uh what audience you want to hit and what you know that's appealing to that audience and then we like really kind of dive deep into that and we create about a five to ten page outline uh, and then off of that outline we have a different person interview you uh very much like a journalist in fact most of the people we use are j- either former journal we have a, one pulitzer prize winning journalist who actually uh freelances for us um and we, they interview and they get everything out of your head and they essentially act like an advocate for the reader right because what you find with serious experts is that they oftentimes forget um, sort of what it's like to be a beginner and so by interviewing we make sure that like we have someone who's smart and interested in the topic but doesn't know it very well so they get all the sort of everything out of your head the readers gonna need to know we record all of that we get it transcribed and then the interviewer sits down with the transcription and essentially translates it from your spoken word into book prose so it's your ideas your words and it's even your voice and now they just make sure it flows on the page right uh, so it's not editing; it's really more, almost like a translation, is the way we think of it. And then um, part of our, our process is really so you don't have to touch the keyboard; so you're just talking. Then what they do is they call you back. Um, uh, we send the manuscript to you, and then you we, on on two or three calls you read your book out loud to the uh, interviewer, editor, and uh, that's like one of those really advanced editing tricks that I'm sure you probably do this. That that high level authors all do. Because what happens is, I this happened to me. After my first book, uh, it was locked and we sent it in and then I went to do the audio book and I read it out loud and I almost tore my hair out because there were like 50 <laughs> tiny little things I would have changed that I didn't see because I didn't read it out loud. I didn't hear it, you know, to another. Yeah, person. That's
0: I, one of the reasons I have no hair at all, hardly. <laughs> there here. You go. Yeah. No, I mean, but that was one, of, I can still remember my first yeah you know, writer that I worked with. He said, John, you gotta, you know, You've got to read it. you got to read it out loud. I don't care if you're by yourself or with someone, you got to read it. And it is, you know, the, I call it the cringe factor, Tucker. You know, if there's a cringe, then it's edited type thing.
1: That's exactly right. We, we like to, that's why we like to do it on a call, because there's another person and it creates sort of like how a promise made to yourself you'll break, but a promise you make to someone else has that social accountability. It's the same thing. So uh, that, that editing process usually works really well, and so then the editor goes back to make all the changes. After you've read it out loud, you tell them all the changes, and then uh, we just walk through the normal publishing process. We do you know, really professional interior design. We do all the little things that separate a self-published book from a professionally published book, and um, we do all that. Then we you know, do a little bit of marketing, release Amazon, Ingram, so it's in bookstores, all that kind of stuff. We basically do everything. You just talk on the phone to us for about 15 hours and it kind of feels like magic if you're the author, but it's not magic. It's uh, unfortunately, it's a lot of a lot of hard work And
0: it's And it's what I think so many of us don't realize is there's so many different skills involved in getting a book out. I mean, you know, know, when we think about it, you know, you think of the person struggling at the computer screen typing it. Well, even if you write all your own stuff, uh, one step. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you know it's it, i mean the the it's nobody gets out without an editor uh it's no. desperately needed you know reading that out loud whether you do it on your own you're still gonna you're gonna have some cringe you're gonna want to have somebody that's knowledgeable review this stuff and then oh okay you got the manuscript done you think you're done oh, no. you got
1: proofread uh, it yeah. and then you got to design and then publishing and the book cover it's so funny how so many authors don't, they think marketing is something you do when the book is done. It's actually not. You need to start with positioning is actually the first piece of marketing you do. And then as you go through the book, you're thinking like what the goal is. That's the way we do it, is we make sure that that everything in the book is aligned with the ultimate goal. So for example, I'll give you a great example. So many authors don't ever think about their book description or their author bio or their author picture. and. If you're trying to sell to, let's say, a very sophisticated, um, uh, high-status audience and you've got like an author picture that's fuzzy and tilted and out of focus, no one's going to take you seriously. And if your author bio is really either sparse or really arrogant and braggadocious, people are immediately going to dismiss you. If the book description isn't well written, I mean, these are little, they seem like little things but they're actually how people make decisions, not just about whether to buy the book, but how they actually judge you as the author. You know, it's like, why do you wear a suit to a meeting? Because you want people, you want to signal a certain thing. You want to be seen a certain way. That's why professionalism in publishing is so important is because it signals, it's the pieces of information people use to judge you, uh, your competency as a professional.
0: Well, and one of the things that's so surprising to me, and I, I remember back when I wrote my first book was in '94, and uh, the uh, I had John Bogle and I, John Bogle of Vanguard Mutual Funds, and I. He was writing his first book. I was writing my first book. We had the same whole team, uh, and we had McGraw Hill was my first author. He got a little larger advance, but I actually got a decent one, and. Uh, we're doing it. And it's just, you know, it is it's it's such a painful process on your own. And I really it took me two years to get it done, got it out and it, it changed my life. So I mean, it was well worth it. That whole thing uh, made a small money amount, amount of money on the book, but you know, built a pretty good sized business out of it. And the the thought, Tucker, you know, I mean, how, how have things changed from that experience of negotiating the contract you know writing a book going through all the editing i remember when i got it done i was so excited and i think they took nine months before i got into the catalog and then got out to all the bookstores and then then i made the mistake of agreeing to do the book signings thinking that would be great and i went to i i committed to 10 of those and i mean i actually had some really good crowds it was, a, you know, for somebody who only works with people with a million or more, I was a financial advisor at the time. Uh, it was just like the dumbest thing I ever did in my life. But uh, how you know, for entrepreneurs, they're going, God, this is gonna be, take so much time, it's gonna be two years before I get it out. I've started one before, you know, how, how in today's world using, you know, the tools that you use, and you know, your company, or, you know, some of the other things out there, how can they accelerate this?
1: Right. So what we like to say is that most studies and, and empirical data shows that a nonfiction book usually takes about 1,000 to 2,000 hours if you just sit down and like, all right, I'm going to plow through it and do it. Um, We've found that using the, the bu- our book as the guide, which is exactly our process, but you just have to do it yourself. Using that as the guide, it takes about 150 to 200 hours. And then using our company, it um, takes you about 15 hours on the phone. And then we do all the rest. So. Really what you're paying for. Once you have the book, that explains exactly how to do it. Uh, and so um, uh, for most people who can't afford, we charge 18000 for our entry-level package. If you can't afford that, then like the book's a really good solution. And, and we explain exactly how to hire uh, Yeah, I
0: thought it was a... Actually, I thought it was great. Um, yeah, I'd encourage... Everybody, you know, if you're thinking about reading a book, whether you're going to hire Tucker or somebody like Tucker, you should read the book because it lays the steps out. And you know, for successful entrepreneurs, you're not going to have the time to put it all in because it takes no. too much time. You got to those find are, somebody.
1: clients, is the people who their time is worth $500 an hour, and so hiring us is like a no-brainer for them. 18 grand is like a client or something, you know, or or you know, that's nothing to them. Uh, so all they have to do is generate one lead or, you know, like get get two speaking gigs or something like that, or, you know, re- be able to increase their consulting prices 25 percent. And it's an easy ROI. So those are people who are like kind of our perfect clients. People who are trying to get to that level, it, the, the book describes you. Well, let's process.
0: go to the next segment because it's a perfect setup for it. And and this is the book of the day. And I know you've written all kinds of books and so on. But let, let's just uh, touch on I'm going to put up on the screen your book here. And, you know, the book in a box, the the new way to quickly and easily write your book, even if you're not a writer. And I'd say especially if you're not a writer. I mean, so
1: just one more time, uh, Tucker, what's in the book that they're going to get? So you're going to get very specific, clear instructions on exactly how to understand what your goal for the book is, how to understand the audience you need to hit and then what you know that's appealing to that audience, right? So that, that's how you get a functional book that will not only make sure it's exactly what uh, it, it serves all your purposes, but it's also um, like something that someone's going to want to read. And then it walks you through exactly how to write that book. And, and it kind of goes at it the opposite way. Most writing books are about, oh, here's the desk you should use, or nonsense stuff that doesn't actually tell you what to do. Yeah, I I didn't see that in there. (laughs) No, no. uh, For our book, we give you very clear sort of um, uh, like the templates that we use, the outline formats that we use, the question formats that we use. Because we find that, especially with serious, really intelligent, knowledgeable professionals, the best thing you can do is just ask them questions and then get out of their way and let them talk about what they already know. And then yeah. uh and, and then the two the three real big takeaways are that is the setup and then uh interviewing yourself to get your knowledge out of your head instead of trying to type it out and then editing by speaking out loud instead of working in a manuscript those are the three major takeaways and then it kind of fills in all the details that what i loved about this book is that like i have so many friends like you said who want to write a book and maybe they even have the time okay i can carve out two hours a week and I'll do it myself over the course of a year, right? Okay, fine. But they don't know what to do. They get stuck because there's just processes. They don't know what to do. What I loved about our book is that it removes any ambiguity about the process. There's always a next step. It's always clear what you should do next. All you have to do is answer the questions and fill in what yeah, and you And
0: I, I, I've written, Tucker, probably about 30 uh, books and eBooks along yeah. the way with my team. And I just, I think it's a, the best written book out there on just step by step of the real way of doing it versus, you know, what pen you need type thing uh, to really get the ideas creative. Okay, let's go to the next uh, uh, segment, which is the application of the day. You know, you're traveling a lot. At least I've seen you overly traveling here. And, uh, you know, when, on your smartphone, is there a particular application that you like that you would recommend to your fellow entrepreneurs?
1: So we're uh, we talking about business or just a- anything
0: that you think would be helpful for them, have a better life.
1: Uh, so I got a couple. So uh, I-, I can't live without Slack. Slack has now become the way that my team communicates with, with each other. So if this is sort of business for entrepreneurs. If you have multiple people like in your company, email obviously is a disaster to communicate with your team. And, you know, uh, texting is like, OK. Slack is like the greatest combination of the yeah, two. Yeah, I've got ever. it up
0: on screen. I'm
1: not familiar with this one. Oh, Slack, it's one of the fastest growing software companies of all time for a reason. They, they it's basically a chat program, but it's the greatest one ever created. And, and the user experience is so good. We have a lot of non-technical people in our company who are just pure creatives or whatever, but they love it they're addicted to it. And it, it, it's enabled us to be a totally remote company in a way where we feel like we're in the same office. It's, I I, I don't know what I would do without Slack. I love them. Um, Slack, definitely. And then the other thing that I use, this is a little bit more personal based. You're gonna laugh at this. Do, do you use a wine? Because I know we're both wine nerds. Yes. I love, I love Vivino. Vivino yeah. is like- No, I, I do, yeah. I like Vivino are delectable, but Vivino's is mine. Vivino
0: is, it's definitely a, a great application. Let me put it up on the screen here real quick. If you enjoy, uh, we're at our last meeting. we were both describing some of the different wines that we enjoy, and so on. And you know, we're we're in business not for more business. We're in business to support the quality of life that we all want for our, in our own enlightened self-interest for ourselves, but also obviously for our stakeholders, our clients, our teammates, you know, partners. If you have shareholders, and but you got to have you got to be doing it for a good life as well. So that's great. Let me go to you. Know, uh, next segment which is resources and tucker i'm gonna let me put up on the screen here the book in the box website Mm -hmm. and tell the uh viewers and listeners what's there and some of the resources and you know get some clarity
1: so um, uh, it's I mean it's a pretty basic site like uh, we've actually put up some really cool uh, blog posts recently because we're finishing up the publishing book the the book in a box book that's up now is how to write your how to go from idea to finished manuscript the next book is how to go from finished manuscript to published book because like you said earlier they're very very different things and so um, we decided to break those out uh, and so we have a lot of blog posts that are kind of going to be in that upcoming book like. How do you title your book, right? How do you write a, a book description? How do you take a good author photo? And the, the, the blog posts are really in depth and detail uh, and, and pretty good about that. So, uh, but basically the website just explains our process. Um, it kind of uh, um, helps people understand because what we do is kind of new, I think. Um, there's a lot of people who teach people how to write the book on their own We are not really, um, our book teaches people how to do it on their own, but it's using our process and our clients come to us because they don't want to learn how to become a writer. They're professionals who have great ideas and great wisdom that they want to share with people. Uh, and they want to just get it into a book in, in their words and their ideas and their voice and, you know, pure with pure fidelity. And so, um, that's what our process does is it translates wisdom in a head into a book that other people can read. Great. Let me go kind
0: of key takeaways now that I got out of this. And really what I see, you know, we're here at AES Nation. We're all about accelerating success. And I got to tell you, uh, books have been such a big win. Uh, it's it, for in my personal life and so many I've I've helped many of our coaching clients in their primary business is uh, or our biggest business is coaching financial advisors but we also have obviously the entrepreneurial side too and one of the things i love about this is the the book the process uh in the past i've just really told them how to do it and, which is kind of the books but they had to find individuals in each step of the way and it's just a lot to do and it's so many people have started a book maybe you've started a book and you just haven't finished it And there's just no reason anymore. I mean, this can be compressed to, you know, just a couple months, a few months, and you're out there, maybe four months if you're a little, you got something else going on in your life. And the power of this is amazing. But, you know, think about why a book, if you have a successful business, you want to attract more people, you want to build authority in your business. uh, You want to be the, the go to Whatever your niche is, whether you're building widgets, you know, your professional services. I mean, this is really a cross support. I see it over and over again. And then to get really clear on what that goal is and write the book. You have a back end already. Your business. So this is fuel to get it going. And I'll tell you, it can really, it will, it will change your life. You know, we're in free markets, capital markets. The more value you're able to bring to more people. The more successful you and your team are, I'll tell you, there's nothing like a book to getting the word out. Tucker, I want to thank you again. I mean, this has been really great. I want everyone to go to aesnation.com. We've got all the show notes, all the links that we talked about. Uh, We've got a transcript of this. You and I use the same transcription service, rev.com. Yeah, they're phenomenal. We've tried some others. You want a dependable service that gets it done, rev.com. And you know what? I'm looking so forward to... Many of you who are viewing this, to writing that book, send it to us and uh, your clients, your future clients. All everybody's counting on you. Don't let them down. Wish you the best of success. Exceptional, remarkable breakthrough. AESnation.com.